Everyone right to go? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pot just with cockwomble <coughs> in the um in the subject line and nothing else. The band turned the bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! <laughs> Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. We're back, B-Foppers, and I have the king of dad jokes with us, Carl Ludic. How are you, my friend? Good. Yourselves? Yeah, we're doing all right. Nick Fletcher's hanging around in the background somewhere as well. Nick, are you there? Hey, yeah, where's Carl? Lovely to be here again. Good to see you on a bright, sunny Melbourne morning. Carl, how have you been? You excited for BFOP? I am. A lot, lot has happened since last year. Lots uh, has happened. Can we yeah. can we still call you Mr. Olympus or not? You can still call me Mr. Olympus. I am um, still sort of uh, on board with Olympus as, as a sort of ambassador. Still, still talking at camera clubs and that sort of thing with their product. But um, unfortunately, although Olympus were keen to keep me on, um, my role would have changed significantly with the inability to travel. And I just thought it was time to to move. And so I moved sideways into my other love, as you know, which is food photography. And now mm-hmm. I work for a, a major... Um, food player in Australia and, in fact, in the world, and um, working for TFL as their national product trainer. Yeah. Wonderful. So you've been pretty lucky, obviously, being able to work in – you've got two major passions, one being food and the other being photography, and you've been able to work for a long time in both. And combine both of them in both jobs, which is fantastic because, you know, as national trainer, I'm obviously filming cooking tips and you know shooting content for 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 tfl so it's fantastic i'm still working with food photography with my olympus gear and um yeah really really enjoying it yeah and for anyone that's been around bfop for a while they would know that traditionally food workshops are what you mainly have done yes i've done food i've done macro um I did birding last year. That's right. You did the birding. It doesn't really count because I'd just come out of hospital and I had about three oxys in me and I was just, I I can't even remember it. I was so high from the, from the medication, from just getting out of, uh, out of, uh, out of hospital. So (laughs) it's just quite weird. So so my next question might be redundant about what, how did you find BFOP last year? Half of it was, uh, yeah, just a blur. I mean, the, the first one, in fact, I was in hospital. So, so yeah, I missed it. We had to film it later and put it live. That's right. It was a bit of a spanner, we wasn't it, Nick? Mm. I, I, um, I thought he let us down there by being in hospital rather than <laughs> Yeah, no, true. Instead of just, just getting on with it, really. Fighting through, yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. So what are we thinking for this year's workshops, Carl? Well, this year, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding on food. So for those who have done my food workshops before and have enjoyed them and want to, you know, thinking, well, I'm not going to do it again. What I am doing this year is 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 I'll start off with a brief summary, you know, my, my sort of rules for food photography. And then I'm going to expand into two areas. First one being um, using creative 
rather than uh, the normal light we would shoot photography under. So, so using creative light for, for, for photography, uh, we're talking gobos, we're talking chiaroscuro lighting, that sort of thing. And then I want to go into... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, you, I, I was with you, I was with you, I was with you, and then you started speaking Latin. So let's, can we just go through that bit again? Yeah, I was just going to try and Google it really quickly, but then I figured... Right, I so obviously as, as photographers, we know what a gobo is. So a gobo is a go-between or go-between light. So something that sits in between your light source and your subject that obviously models and shapes the light. So how we can get creative with a gobo and the is that is that what what I call a modifier, or is that something different? A, a modifier would be something like a softbox net. A gobo might be just like a black piece of card with holes cut in it. Ooh. That's going to give you sort of mottled light rather than so. So it'll be mimicking light coming through, uh, tree, you know, sunlight falling through through leaves onto your your breakfast table type thing. So how we can really get creative with with with, with um, yeah templates basically. Hmm. I've got to say, when you said gobo, I thought this was going to be a long-winded setup to another dad joke. So disappointed that it genuinely is a bit of photographic. I'm sure he's got one though. There we are. There we are. And what was the what was the other word you said? Oh, it's a lovely word, chiaroscuro. Chiaroscuro. If you if you if you remember a, a scene from my favourite film, in fact, um, Grand Hotel Budapest, when the young man asks him what what um, what cut he's going to get when he sells the movie, oh, the, the painting boy with apple, he says, "I want fifty percent," and he said, "No, no, my boy, you wouldn't know chiaroscuro from chicken giblets." So what is chiaroscuro? It is basically two Latin words pushed together, meaning light and dark. So, so how we can play with light and dark. So it's it's more your sort of low-key images where your food is going to be lit by that sliver of light that's coming in just to create. So, so rather than shooting a piece of food that looks like it's... Um, sitting by a large light source it's shooting food that looks like it's um, sitting in a sort of dimly lit restaurant type thing so yeah just a more um yeah interesting way of shooting yeah, okay can it'll you... be a nice flow on to people that are going to be watching my second course which is an advert for the second course but the second thing i'm going to be doing in food is uh the second half of my presentation will be interesting ways to plate food because sometimes people get the light right they get the aperture right they get the shutter speed right and everything and then they just plonk some food on the plate so how do we plate up food how do we make it look interesting uh just some a couple of tips and tricks to to yeah to pump your food is the is that trend of, of where effectively the people that look like they just basically drop the food from about three foot above the plate is that still popular <laughs> well instagram has made lots of different genres popular to lots of different people so yeah it's actually instagram has expanded um food photography but unfortunately it's expanded into really bad food photography as well so hopefully this course can help a lot of people take better shots of so food. so yeah. when we open up and we're able to sort of you know go back to cafes and all this sort of stuff are we going to have a heap of beef hoppers at cafes like taking in pieces of black cardboard and covering up windows in the cafes to get their 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 shot for Instagram of their breakfast? Yeah, because if you hold a big piece of black card between you and the person next to you, you don't have to be 1.5 metres from them, you see? 
<laughs> is that the rules? So this plating can, up is that, that's, that's part of the same. Room. The the plating up stuff is part of the same workshop. Yes, I'll just because that's sort of just the fun bit at the end. So really, it's going to be about uh, creative lighting, and then just let's look at ways of making that food more interesting for the camera. Which is going to obviously benefit us just you know when we're, we're cooking dinner for the family at home too, right? We want to show off. Indeed, a bit. indeed. We and eat we with our eyes say, and our nose. We eat with our eyes and our nose before we taste the food. Yeah. We we should say for people who are new to beef or you know although you know Carl's an Olympus man, you don't need to have an Olympus camera and you don't need to have a T-fell cooking appliance. No, anyone can turn up. <laughs> no, you do know, you do have to know how to hold a camera and cook a piece of food though. So are there going to be T-fell giveaways this year? Uh, would you like one? <laughs> Yeah, we love free. <laughs> Whatever it is, we want to. <laughs> we could do, we, you know what, we could do something along the lines of after you've given the, the lighting and the, and the plating up, we could we could come up, what's, what's, what's something super mundane like bangers and mash, the most creatively plated up bangers and mash after, after the workshop. Most creatively lit rotten tomato. Or that. <laughs> Wins a T-fowl <laughs> saucepan. Mm, not a problem. I can arrange that. <laughs> I mean, we'll look into that. That could be. That could be. Yeah. Could be something fun there that we could do. We'll, we'll think d- about that. I do think it's T-Fal is a more natural sponsor of T-Fop. Oh, there we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've stopped referring to it as T-Flop, Nick. <laughs> How is Cam? Is he well? He's wonderful. He's got his he's mascot. Well. He's ready to go. He's ready to go on another he's a, adventure. He's a little little chilly at the moment, I would suspect. It's, it is fresh, but he's free. It's so cold he's down happy. there. That's the main yeah. thing. So there's another workshop, which is going there in is? a different direction. It's got nothing to do with food. No, not at all. Well, it does because it does. Uh, photography is, part, is one of the genres that fit into uh, still life. And um, still life... I think is wonderful. It's interesting. The reason I'm wanting to do it is because if we consider something like um, like landscape photography, you, you drive to a location, you have your subject in front of you, and you take the photograph. If you're one of our BFOP presenters, you put on a weird pair of jeans, a strange jacket, and then you take the picture. Um, I think you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, let's not mention him. Um, and and um, so, so, so what you have is just the subject in front of you that you, you, you need to get your lighting correct and everything. With still life, in my opinion, it's, it's a more pure art because when an artist was painting a landscape, if there was a, if there was a telephone pole in the way, it's not because it was there, it's because he put it there intentionally. And so what we find with, with, um, with still life is every element that goes into my photograph is an element that I've placed in the scene. And so I'm completely in control of my subject, I'm completely in control of my light, and more importantly, and this is where the theory comes into still life, I'm, I'm, I'm really in control of the narrative. And what people don't realize, and maybe it's because when you look at still life on Instagram, it's some nice posies in a kettle or something like that. And that's not true still life, although it is still life. The, 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 the Dutch masters in the 17th century made it that, you know, that, that popular genre. Um, 
because still and life, yes, that's what they were photographing, but the two, there was a meaning behind it. You'll find in a lot of those paintings, there's, uh, for example, a very old looking thing, generally a clock or a, or, a, or a sand timer, or quite often you'll find a skull, in fact, and then you'll find some fresh cut flowers. And basically what they're saying is, yes, these are beautiful, but they're dying. And so the whole thing around still life was around this idea of memento more, which was all life comes to an end. So it, it, a lot of the, 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 the um, message behind still life is it's beautiful now, but it's fleeting. So there's this deeper meaning behind still life photography. Even, even one of the genres of still life, um, which was called onbeches, which is a lovely uh, Dutch word, uh, which where my, my homeland, South Africa, where we get the word breakfast from, uh, basically onbeches means, means breakfast. And it, it was the, the, uh, the early food photography, I guess, but they were painting food and even in those days the 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 wealthy people would get them to come in and paint these lovely big pheasants and everything that they had on the on this kitchen table but again it had a double meaning it was look at this beautiful food being painted by this painter who who will never be able to afford to eat this so it was it was at once a a, a painting of beautiful food but also Look at the wasteful lives that the rich lead compared to us. So there's always a narrative. There was always a narrative behind this, the, you know, the Dutch masters when they painted still life. And um, not always, because sometimes, you know, Vincent van Gogh just painted sunflowers on a table. So, so it's not always, but it, it is wonderful to be able to have a look at those still lives, read. And, and part of what I'm going to do is help people read an old painting so that when they want to recreate that in camera, they can say, what story am I trying to tell with my still life? Mm, are you going to, are you going to sort of light them in similar ways? You know, yes. So, so, so what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be doing is, is basically setting up the fairy. Then I'm going to be looking at natural light still life. I'm going to be looking at um, obviously shooting with strobe. And then I'm actually going to also be doing a bit of um, uh, Dennis Smith, although I won't be dancing around and talking loudly. All I'll be doing is just simply lighting, lighting it with light. So I'll be painting still life as well, but painting with light in camera. Um, yeah, so so a bit of theory and Jeez. then... How long, how long is this workshop going to go for, Carl? Four days, four days. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've, I've managed to condense it into about, around about 50 minutes, yeah. Right, okay. Well, I hope you've practised the... Because, because I think I think what we need to do, oh, I think at BFOP is more um, giving people a a taste for something and saying, right, here, here's the theory, go. You know, you guys are the photographers. You guys are going to probably end up doing it better than me. Um, yeah, here's, here's the theory, here's, here's the, the, the way you can light it and now go out and, and perfect it. So, yeah. Well, I think that's probably something that's lost a lot in modern photography is the storytelling. <clears throat> I don't think many of us these days when we, just, we go out and shoot, whether it's a landscape, whether it's portraiture or whatever, I don't think many of us consider the story behind the shot as much as we probably <clears throat> could. yourself. 
Hey, what's the story behind the latest motorbike shot yeah you got there nick what's the story very, you're very trying genuine, to tell very genuinely and come to my ktm rally discussion and i will talk about storytelling because it's so cool it is it's so it, it is it's um if, if you if you want to get a photo in a magazine it better have a story behind it but it but it, i guess part of my point as well is that once you get your idea and start thinking a bit like that it's not just applicable to still life photography you take that away to any kind of photography you do if you can put you know relay mm. a story in that shot your photography is going to be more powerful yeah so so during during lockdown my job at olympus was basically writing all these photography courses and then teaching them online and i was quite um gee, i was quite amazed there was people from canada colombia um, people all over the world were jumping on and, and watching watching uh, some of the, the talks I was doing. And so I was having to come up with different genres all the time. I must say the one that I most enjoyed researching was the still life because I didn't study art theory at school. I argue, I, I'm one of those people who walk into an art museum and go, I could have done that. And <laughs> this, has, this has completely changed my idea of art theory. Very and, nice. I really loved researching this this topic when I was doing it for for uh, for Olympus, but um, yeah. So I'm, I'm I hope I hope people who listen to it also will enjoy uh, the educate the, the the art theory education that goes with this um, with this one as well. And I think some of the history behind it too will, will be very interesting because that's not something that we've done a huge amount of at BFOP and I know for me as a photographer I haven't studied art history or ph photographic history or anything like that if you ask me to name you know five amazingly influential photographers from the past I wouldn't be able to do it and I think yeah, probably none of them are, just because none of them are at BFOP well that's true <laughs> I can name you five influential BFOP instructors the the other very interesting that happened thing that happened this year, apart from me uh, changing uh, jobs, was my my lovely daughter who's sitting there at the side of the room at the moment, for my birthday this year, bought me a plot of land in Scotland which now entitles me to the title of Lord. So believe it or not, I am now Lord Carl Ludic. Lord Carl. From now on, during podcasts, I mean, just just refer to me as your lordship. And we'll be good to go. That'll be on the schedule too, won't it, Nick? Uh, next to the workshops. Oh, it is now. The Definitely. workshop with Lord Carl Ludic. That's it. <laughs> and I, I assume that, that you know, if people were to refer to you inappropriately as say Carl or mate or you, there'll be like you know some sort of punishment. Beheading, I, I think, thought. isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, nowadays we get into trouble for misgendering people, and uh, you know you can't mistitle me now. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a lord. You are a lord. Well, Fifty yeah. lashes for anyone that doesn't use that when they address you at BFOP. Get lord. off my one my one square piece of land in Scotland. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> oh dear. Well, they're two very different workshops. Yeah, yeah, they are different. However, food photography is. It's still life, still isn't it? Life. Yeah. yeah. Although, when I'm one of the other things I'm going to be doing is because I like to cram lots into my workshops. One of the creative lighting areas I'm going to do in food is also um, shooting for motion in food because it's not always still. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about fast food. I'm talking about obviously things like uh, steam rising off a plate or uh, you know dusting 
icing sugar onto onto a brownie or or even dropping a, a one people might enjoy also you know that that shot of dropping the dropping the strawberry into the martini glass and watching that you know capturing high speed you know that, that water mm-hmm. spill the water splash Mm. Mm, okay. So I'll be covering that as well. Yeah. So, so just what I will do as well, just quickly for anyone that you know, may not have had much to do, or maybe it was the first time you'd heard the term still life photography. I've just pulled up the Wikipedia definition of still life. A still life is a work of art depicting mostly inanimate subject matter, typically commonplace objects, which are either natural food, flowers, dead animals morbid plants rocks shells etc or man-made drinking glasses books vases jewelry coins pipes etc does that sound yeah. about accurate so uh, the way the way that i would in, in a nutshell what i would what i would say it is is creative still life is showing the extraordinary in the ordinary mm. the way that you've um Placed the objects together, lit them, and captured them. Yeah. This reminds me of that uh, competition to photograph. Is it an egg or a potato? I can't remember. They have each year where you have to photograph, and they have you know big prizes for the best photographed egg. Of an egg. Can an I, egg. Yeah. Can Can I send in a a picture of Daniel Andrews? What? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's done it. He's, he's done gone, it. He's well, gone political. Actually, either way, if it was an egg or a potato, that subject matter would fit. <laughs> we should say for those for those who've um, who've not had the pleasure of Carl's workshops before, they are just some of the most entertaining fifty minutes you can have. Um, you know, Carl says he's not sort of a, a Dennis Smith energizer bunny, but, but he is, but with additional dad humour. So just not not to be missed, particularly if you've got kids who don't like dad jokes. It'll give you another good year's supply. It'll keep you running for a whole year. And I have two of those such children. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure. Plenty of practice. And I'm actually surprised you've refrained uh, during the recording of this pretty well. I have. You've you've done well. But, Carl, I, look, you probably, you'd be one of the most passionate about the history of photography um that i've met and spoken to so there's a lot you just the knowledge that you have inside your head amazes me you're always coming out with something new that no one's heard before i i I love just tidbits of information so i just love sharing them as well so yeah and if if you want if you even if you're not interested in what he's talking about in his workshop turn up just for the q a at the end ask him something like Tell me how a sensor works, Carl, and you'll have a 15-minute phys- physics monologue. It will be thrilling. Be- beginning with beginning with Einstein and his theory. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a wealth of information to be gained from the workshops. Carl, uh, it was fantastic to catch up with you, buddy. It's been a long time since I've spoken to you. It is. It is. We haven't seen. In fact, for those of you who don't know, we had a game of golf scheduled mm. on Day when they locked us down on the Friday. Yep. So we were supposed to be playing golf. And yep. Um, yep. and at this stage, we'll do it maybe next year. <clears throat> maybe next year. Yeah, with the way things are going. But anyway, mm. uh, Nick, anything else we need to tell everyone? Buy tickets. Oh, go, go and buy the tickets. We've almost sold out. Make sure you almost yeah. tell you Tell your friends to buy tickets, yeah. Or buy tickets for your friends. Mm. Be a nice friend. 
Oh, and the other thing to watch out for is um, we're we're about to um, let loose some more details on the fun and games on the Friday and Saturday night and on the competitions we've got. So Ooh. whether it's winning the, the Z cam, but also the, the fun and games competition. So Keep an eye there's out a for bit that. of sort of, yeah, there's a bit of training and warm up you probably want to do if you've really got your eyes on the prize there. Yes, because there's a lot of fun to be had, but also some pretty great prizes. So keep an eye on that because there will be some stuff in there you might not want to miss out on. I will be giving Carl. It's giving something a away. mint, a mint condition antique Hasselblad. Really? What? Mm. Why? That's great. But mm. why? Just, yeah, I want to. to well, okay. That's fabulous. There we are. Did you just think of that now? Has anyone heard of this? No, before? but I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to ship it. Um, the people have to pick it up if that's okay. There, there are eight of eight of them. On, on the moon at the moment that have been left behind by astronauts and if people want to go and collect one of those, I'll give one of them <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> on that note, Carl, it was fantastic to catch up with you, buddy, and we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time.